Today Jesus speaks of glory and love. Glory. What is glory? What is glory? Well, it's some kind of splendor and, and uh, I don't know, moving beyond what is. It's sort of the, the epitome of greatness sort of thing. Whatever glory is or whatever is being glorified. Glory is really important to God. This is how important it is. I looked at my concordance and I counted the word glory or some form of the version glory. Glory, gloria, glorification, glorify, glorious, glorified is used 570 times in the Bible. God thinks that that's a really important word. He keeps using it over and over. Glory, glory, glory. And the glory is His. He is glorious. God in His infinity and His infinite truth, goodness, and beauty and His infinite love. He's glorious. Absolutely glorious. Well, how do we arrive at glory? Well, Jesus gives us the answer today. He says, As I have loved you, so you also should love one another. That's the answer. To be glorious is to model Jesus, is to model Christ in His love. We can't model Christ in raising people from the dead or curing people of blindness and doing the supernatural things. But on love we can. On love we can. We can grow our love to the point of loving another to the point of dying for them. And not just the ones that are in our family that we already love and care for and have an instinctive desire to protect and provide for. But the stranger that we don't know and even the enemy who's out to get us to die for them too. That's what Jesus means when he says, As I have loved you, so you should also love one another. So here in John's Gospel, Jesus goes beyond the golden rule. And he gave us the golden rule. Love one another as you are. Treat one another as you wish to be treated. Here he's saying, no, 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 that's actually not enough. Love one another as I have loved you. Which is way beyond a quid pro quo kind of relationship with other people. And that takes time. It takes a commitment to that kind of love. And it takes time. I know that I've grown tremendously in my ability to love the stranger. To love people uh, who aren't paying me back. To love even those who would criticize me or try to destroy the church. To just keep loving. Loving and loving and loving. And here is what we get in return. We get glory. We get glory in the kingdom of heaven as we're glorified, just as God and his angels are glorified and the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the saints in heaven are glorified. We get glory at the end of this life. But even in this life, we get some form of glory too. I looked up the word glory in the dictionary, trying to figure out what's a, there's glory occupies, I've got these huge dictionaries, occupies a big section of of the dictionary. But in the, the usage of the word glorified, I found something that I thought this kind of helps. Glorified, quote, a common or inferior thing that has been transformed into something more splendid. I'll say that again, a common or inferior thing that has been transformed into something more splendid. Jesus, of course, in his humanity is common in his appearance. The scriptures even say so. He looks like any other man would look. But he's the word of God made flesh. You and I can be transformed into something more splendid. Jesus certainly was on Calvary as he died for us. 
that he's revealed in his resurrection, he's veiled between the resurrection and the ascension, this time period right now, and then he's finally exalted in his glory as the heavens open and he ascends to the Father with his angels on Ascension Thursday, which is coming in a couple of weeks. He's glorified at all times, and he seeks to glorify us too. Joy. People would say, well, isn't the point of life to to be happy and joyful and to have pleasure? Well, as we know, happiness and pleasure are things that we can achieve when we're doing evil things. We can also have happiness and pleasure when we're doing morally good things, etc. But happiness and pleasure, that's not an end in itself. That's a byproduct of something else. Joy or true joy might be a byproduct of something godly and good. But what we all know for sure is that we don't feel that at all times, not even close to that at all times. And honestly, pursuing that is not, the, is not in and of itself enough. And I say that, and a lot, I say all of that because a lot of people would disagree with me. People would tell me, well, Father, you became a priest to be happier, to be joyful, etc. And when I tell them, I don't think that was my motivation, they start arguing with me. And I'm like, well, I think I know myself better than that. So when I looked at becoming a priest, what was motivating me? It wasn't happiness or joy. It was something bigger and deeper and more mysterious. Even to this day, I have a hard time putting my finger on it. But I'll rattle through some things. Truth, goodness, beauty, the three qualities of God. That attracted me. That attracted me to becoming a disciple and serving the Lord. Glory in some way did. Certainly meaning, understanding the meaning of my life and all life and all things. These are all things, you know. Truth, goodness, beauty, glory, meaning. And finally, love. Love. I'd fallen in love with Jesus. I experienced his love. I knew what love was. And I thought, I can do it now because I found love. And then a side effect of that is joy and peace from time to time. Maybe it's some very deep, unfelt level joy and peace running through the currents of the saints, but even in their trials and tribulations. But, but that's a real stretch. But what is the one grand thing of it all? It's love. And not the pursuit of self-gratification love or eros or whatever, but agape love where Jesus lays down his life for his enemies to save his enemies, which is you and I and our sins. That kind of thing. And in doing so, there is glory. When I was a little kid, I did my math last night, and I was thinking about how old was I when this happened. I was five years old, and I would watch Batman and Robin on TV. And it was the 1960s Batman and Robin, where they, they're just dressed in silly costumes, and they go pow, punch, ooh, ow, and they're fighting the Riddler and the Penguin, and, and this kind of barroom brawl kind of thing. I couldn't tell time at five years old, but I knew the time of the day by the setting of the sun that my show must be on about now. And I'd be in that living room looking for Batman and Robin. And when I was done, I'd grab my three-year-old little brother and we would put on little hand towels and take them off the rack. And they're only this, this big, but on a five and three-year-old, that's big. And one was blue and one was orange. They were just the right color, colors. 
and when he tucked the blue one into me because I was Batman and he'd be Robin and then we'd go play. <clears throat> and we'd fight imaginary bad guys. <clears throat> okay, that's a really cute story, but why am I bringing it up? Because when you're five, it's glorious. You don't know anything yet about love. And you don't really know anything about fighting bad guys of good and evil. What you know is that there's this Batman guy and he is dressed in a costume and he's got power and he's using it and he's the man and I want to be the man. I want glory. Little five-year-olds. There's a reason why superhero movies and the whole superhero industry is like a multi-billion dollar annual industry anymore. Cowboy westerns are long gone. They've been replaced now by all of the superhero stuff. Children are drawn to glory. So are adults. But not that kind of glory like seeking the praise of other people. The real glory. The kind that transforms a common person into something splendid. I was on the crew team in college. That, that was one of those sports that, that burns your muscles. As you row and row and we would row for hours. Oh, my muscles would burn like fire. My heart, my lungs would burn. I'd gasp for air. There were times in the boat, a couple of times, where I got launched, where my body became so weary that the oar went under my ribcage and threw me out of the boat because the oar lands in the water and goes like this. And there's nothing stopping, what is it, uh, how many oars are there? It's eight row or so, eight oars. Why was I doing that? Because it gave me pleasure or happiness in the moment of feeling the burn, the burning sensation. No, it was because as athletes would push themselves to the brink of what they're capable of, they're discovering their splendor. If I'm capable of doing this with my body, disciplining my body to do this six days a week, whatever it was in college, what else can I do with myself? I'm being transformed into something inferior, to something splendid. And I'll do it for glory. At the core of our being, we want to be more than we are. Uh, you know, look, look at kids. What do they want to be when they grow up? They want to be something big. They want to be something beyond what they are now. Just for an aside, the superheroes, Batman... Wonder Woman, Superman, etc. They're all celibate. They don't have a spouse and kids waiting for them at home. They're living for something beyond themselves. Something much bigger. But real superheroes are called saints. And they live for love. Love of God and love of neighbor. And the kind of love that pours themselves out. I finish with this. Jesus begins this dialogue in our gospel today when, after Judas had left them. That's where the gospel begins. Quote, When Judas had left them, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified. So he had said to Judas, Judas, do what you have to do. Judas had already sold them out, already had 30 pieces of silver on his possession, and Jesus knew it. Judas got up to go tell the authorities where to find Jesus. Judas leaves the room, and Jesus looks at the apostles and says, Now is the Son of Man glorified. Now is my moment. 
you're going to see how awesome I am. I'm going to lay it all down for every human being who ever lived. I am glory personified. So, love one another as Jesus has loved you. Work on that. Pray for that grace to love as Jesus loves us. That agape laying down our life, pouring it out love. And in doing so, know that you're glorifying God. And he's glorifying you.